welcome to the Unapologetic Connections podcast. We are spicing things up, having no podcast hosts, no scripts, and bearing it all completely unedited. We are a group of entrepreneurial women who believe in true, deep, unapologetic stories. Because life isn't always Instagram worthy. Life is messy, unpredictable, and can rock you to the core. It's time to unmask and show all aspects of ourselves unapologetically. Let's come together, rock this thing called life, and support the heck out of each other. Because ain't nobody got time for the mask of judgment. Get ready to connect, share, and feel the unedited love of unapologetic connections. Welcome back, Connections. My name is Kathy Buchanan, and I am one of the unapologetic speakers represented by the Unapologetic Connections Agency. I am proud to be introducing this week's topic, brought to you by Nude Vodka Soda. In addition to my work as a speaker, I practice ancestral clearing and forgiveness work. And I'm super excited to be bringing this topic to the table this week um, that has challenged me for quite some time. Um, and it's called How to Own Your Woo or spirituality. So woo woo. Woo woo is that woo. So I think actually all of us sitting around the table have that element in our businesses, our personal lives. So I thought I'd ask each and every one of you what element that is for you in your business or personal life. So Anna Mullins, owner of Unapologetically Her Show, what's your thoughts on this topic? I thank you for asking. I love this topic and I'm so glad you brought it to the table. Um most people know me as the owner of the show, but I'm also certified by Deepak Chopra, who, uh, if you are familiar with Deepak, has been working in kind of the integrative slash alternative medicine world for decades and has been kind of persecuted for his opinions on um, anything that is outside of traditional Western medicine and True. social norms. So my commentary on this is super interesting because I am past corporate person. I am a previous kind of stiletto stomper and it never once occurred to me that life was a spiritual journey even though I was raised in the Catholic Church it never really occurred to me that every single part of our life and our journeys is a spiritual one so now that I'm doing both sides of the work what I now know is true I was going to say imagine is true but I know it's true that the reason that we're seeing this kind of influx of quote-unquote woo uh, is not because it's a alternative stream of thought. It's not because uh, it's something different and uh, witchy, so to speak. We always joke about us being witches over there. Um, the woo actually is grounded in science. And what the world now knows is that a lot of the mind-body connection and the spirituality is actually grounded in scientific evidence. And that's something that, of course, Deepak has advocated for for decades, um, but also what I now advocate for, which is these aren't two separate streams. It's not science as one stream and this woo-woo spirituality as another theme. Uh, it is that the brain and body are working together or the mind and body are working together uh, spirituality is working in conjunction with the body and so I don't really talk about them as two separate entities okay. in my work or in my life if that helps sure great information question I had is did you struggle at all with the ownership of that and that big transition for you from corporate world to that like 
Uh, once I stepped into it, I mean, those who know me, I'm very A-type and like when I believe in something, like I go for it deeply. So I think when I believed in it, I just full steam ahead, just kind of moved with it and thought That's if amazing. this is, I've done the research and I'm very grounded in the sense that I will look at every aspect of something before I fully take it on as a project and move forward with it and start to teach it and, and start to tell other people about it. Um, I really do like to lock that down with grounded information. And so I think when I finally just saw it and I had like that, like aha moment and went, Oh, of course, like, of course we can control the way our bodies react, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I just full steam ahead, like full confidence on it. I don't think I ever worried about it after that point. Great. Well, thank you for that. That's awesome. Good information. Uh, Melanie Dawn of Bliss Coaching. What's your thoughts on the topic? Great question, Kathy. I think I come into it from a different side here where I am just kind of starting my journey to find my inner woo. Uh, meditation and everything is new to me within about the last year and a half. I'm still tiptoeing around getting comfortable talking about it. I find a lot of judgment around you know, spirituality and getting comfortable with my spiritual side, allowing people into that side of me. So it's been, it's been a bit of a challenge, I would say, in explaining to friends and family and even my husband, like if I step away to go do a meditation, I'm like, ah, babe, I'll just be back in a minute. Like it's not something comfortable for me to talk about at this point. So is um, he giving the resistance or are you just feeling no, like yourself? No, it's just me. Just you. It's my yeah. story around it, right? It's my story around what my spirituality means to me. Yeah. And just, yeah, I'm in the process of getting comfortable with allowing people into that side of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm so interested in this. Sorry, I'm jumping in again okay. because how we're dialoguing about it and how we're storying it is that it's like I'm stepping away to practice my spirituality, mm-hmm. right? So that's mm-hmm. the block where, I mean, whatever story you have about spirituality, whether you have a block on that or not is really a personal thing. But how, I think why I want to move this conversation forward and what I love about this topic is that you're actually stepping away to exercise. Totally. And it's a health decision. And we know that now the science is in, like we know that there is brain health that's happening in that, you know, meditative Mm -hmm. moment, but because it doesn't look like you're picking up a couple of dumbbells and you know or jogging up and down the stairs that it's not a health decision and it is a health decision and it really well I think it's life. a fear and judgment of others how others will you know people who have been in my life forever this is something completely new in my life so I think I need to change my story around others judgments in the fact that it actually doesn't matter what they think I know how it makes me feel taking time away to meditate and just be still sometimes. We've talked about this in the past that people wear busy as a badge of honor and it is anything but that. That busyness is just, when you put yourself in that busy mode, you're trying to get away from something else in your life that you are running away from. So to be still in those moments and allow that silence has been a game changer for me. And now I'm trying to really respect the fact that sometimes I do need to step away and not be spoken to and not be, you know, when I come home from work, I need a few minutes just to ground myself and be in that silence. So it's been really cool, like watching myself go through the journey and realizing what I need to take care of myself now, as opposed to what I thought I needed a year or two or five years ago. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic to recognize that and just um, go with it. That's awesome. Yeah. 
How about you, Haley Lowen, Innovation Coach? Thank you so much, Kathy, for this amazing question and such an amazing topic that's really near and dear to my heart because I really am all about the woo and uh, spirituality came to me late in my life. So it was really difficult because it's always been a part of me. It's always been a part of my soul, but I didn't really realize it until I went into yoga teacher training and found it through uh, meditation and breath work. And I find that it's really easy for me to talk about spirituality now. It, it never really was like this kind of like bad topic or this topic where it's like I couldn't talk about, right? When I started to learn about it. Yeah, because it just felt right. So it didn't matter if somebody didn't like like it or somebody like was like oh my gosh Haley what are you doing or my you parents were like body yeah it was a part yeah. of me it's my body I, I was in I was in it I was in it immediately as soon as it was introduced to me so it was like a no-brainer so I really didn't give a shit what people thought and my parents still like my dad especially still bugs me about my spirituality and like about meditation or whatever but you know I for me I felt a block with teaching it to Willow my daughter Interesting. Yeah, I did in the beginning. I felt this block. I'm like, okay, well, does she need to discover it on her own like I did? Or can I like Im implement this into her life? And now that I started implementing it into her life, I can totally tell that it's a part of her as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like she has that that piece, that spiritual piece to her, and she is digging it. That's amazing. Yeah. She has that trust when she gets older to not have that if she wants to. So yeah. being exposed early is fantastic. Gives her all the information she needs. And then... She gets to choose or continue on whatever path she's, yeah. she's on. Yeah, so. and I think it's finding a path that's that suits you, right? Because there's a lot of woo paths, mm -hmm. right? Like you can go right into like the witchcrafty stuff and get your hands dirty in the soil and plant shit and you know what I mean? <laughs> or you can dance underneath the full moon naked. You can, you know, you can do a whole bunch of things. Like with Willow, we are actually working on mantra work. Right, working with mala beads and working with mantra work and, and meditation, and it's been really beautiful and it's accessible. She's so lucky to have you as a mom to do that from the, her age, what, three, three and a half? She's three, yeah. Three, three. yeah. That's so amazing to work on mantra work <laughs> and positive energy work with that. That's awesome. I think kids are so intuitive too, mm -hmm. and they are so locked into their bodies. That's how the oh, only yeah. way they respond is like, how do I feel? That's quite literally their mm -hmm. entire life is how do I feel in this moment and how do I feel that need? And I'm witnessing my children as well, just like Willow. Uh, they go to yoga weekly mm. and they love to, they love yoga. They love meditation. I wouldn't define either one of those as woo anymore. I define no. them as very scientific health like mm. practices, um, but they know it makes them feel good. And that's really all that matters. And if I can wrap and plug in some language behind that eventually, like that's the goal. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, why does it feel good? And how do you feel after that happens? How did you feel before that happened or, or before you practiced? Mm -hmm. And let them start to connect the dots and create the patterns in their life that ultimately lead them to feel good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and you'll never have to have the conversation with both of your kids on the owning of it because it just is who they are. Mm -hmm. uh, it always has been. It always has been for all of us. But That's right. Their transitions that really going to be there for them. It just always it's going to be a part of what's happened for them. In okay. Lives, so that's amazing. That's interesting. Cause I think all of us here, like maybe generationally, um, we're not really taught this growing up. I think mm -hmm. there's maybe pockets of people who felt like their parents were a little like woo woo. But, um, for us, we had to like learn it. It was like, mm -hmm. okay, oh, now we're getting this textbook of information and knowledge and we're circling back 
because we were raised in, I'm not even going to tell what all our ages are here, because that's not even a fair thing. <laughs> but I think we're, we're raised with um, the, the very Western medicine. Mm-hmm. And people question anything outside of that box. Or you do more so than yeah, that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Haley, I just have a question for you. You mentioned that you didn't find your spirituality until later in life. Do you think it was always within you and you were just pushing it down to not notice it or not be aware of it? So when I was younger, I used to see colors around people, so people's auras. And I told a teacher one time about the pink that was around her and how beautiful she was. And, well... That gives me goosey. (laughs) It was amazing. Like, it's so sad because she was frightened by it. Mm -hmm. And uh, felt like I needed a counselor. Told my family that I was different. Mm. And I would talk about seeing like lights and maybe people who have passed. I Mm -hmm. remember telling my parents that my grandmother came to visit me in my room and, you know, telling them these things. So they put, they're putting all these together and completely thought I was a schizophrenic, like I had schizophrenia. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went to counselors and and therapy and whatever try and figure that out so I suppressed it for sure you know and then it it was gone it was gone it was just totally gone because I didn't want to be different I didn't want to be labeled as something that was strange or different mm-hmm. so that needed to be fixed that needed to be fixed yeah. exactly so do you find you actually turned it off or it was there but you just didn't talk about it I turned it off it wasn't mm-hmm. until going into university that I used to, like, my teachers were in front of whiteboards because I, the best place to see an aura is somebody in front of, like, a white wall. My teachers, I would zone out because I wouldn't even fucking listen to what they said because I, I didn't even care what they said. I was so bored. <laughs> so I would zone out, and I started seeing their auras again. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I totally remember this about myself. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, I need to get back to this. How do I get back to this? So I just... Again, coasted through nursing school, still getting 80%. So probably could have gotten like 100%, but <laughs> because I was like zoning out. Or like confusing situation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, yeah, and it just came back and then it just became a part of me. But I still didn't know how to own it. For sure. Yeah. yeah. How to like say this is who I am until I had that breakdown um, and left nursing for yoga. Well, because you were told that yeah. you were different. So Yeah. Which I love now. I mean, fucking tell me I'm different, and I'm like, please call me weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I love that, and it's I. I'm so saddened by that for that little girl, that little me that thought that being different was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing that I can't wait to teach Willow is that it's so awesome to be different. It's so awesome to be weird. And if you see colors around Peppa, Peppa, Peppa the pig, sorry. (laughs) If you see see aura around Peppa the pig, then that's awesome. You know, (laughs) let me know. Let me know. Kathy, I'd love to hear your answer to your question. I, I had really struggled sharing my woo or spirituality in my personal life and in my practice. And the reason was, is not because I didn't love or was completely convinced, maybe not the right word, that the work that I was doing and or sharing was spectacular and had great benefit. It was that I didn't know what to say about it. I didn't know how to share it because it was so different from what anyone in my circle of friends or family was Mm -hmm. doing. And also that I just, I really struggled with my language around it. 
Um, I even worked with Anna uh, for some time on sort of an elevator speech and even sort of a tagline. And through that, the thought process was really great for me. It gave me lots of great ideas. But it's funny how remembering a tagline or an elevator speech for me didn't cut it because it really wasn't coming from a place of authenticity. Even though they were my ideas around the work, it just felt it didn't flow the way I wanted it to. So I was struggling with, one, I didn't want to share this kind of out-of-the-box thing because people didn't think I was a crazy nut bar. Um, but if I was going to share it, it needed to be damn good. I wanted to, the Deepak Chopra words coming off my tongue or the Gabby Bernstein. So it either was going to be a nothing or it was going to be this amazing vocabulary. Vocabulary, pardon me. Um, but I didn't have that vocabulary. And so I really struggled with, should I take more courses? Should I read more books? Yeah. Do I need to be doing more? And I knew that the benefits of the work that I was sharing didn't need me to do that. But I felt really insecure in sharing it because I didn't feel I had the lingo to support mm -hmm. it. Or that if someone questioned me on it, I didn't feel I had the right answer. I kind of felt like I needed to convince people of what I was doing. And at the end of the day, what I realized is all of that was total bullshit. And what I had to do was just show up as myself. If we talked about sharing the business or so-called selling the business... That's not what I needed to do. I needed to just share stories, mm -hmm. share my story, and connect with people just on a level that was totally my experience and others' experience. And that's when it started feeling good. It was okay for me to say, I do ancestral clearing and forgiveness work. It's okay for me to say that, yeah, like that sore shoulder you have, maybe on the right side, could be a lot of the bullshit you're dealing with with your husband right now, or your friend, or your ancestral lineage. It was okay. It didn't sound weird anymore. It made sense to me. And I was able to field questions in a confident way. So, but it took a long time to get there. It took me over eight years to mm. get there. And now that I realize just being me without all that fancy lingo was what's working. Yeah. So. Wow, Kathy, that is so inspiring. Honestly, you just made my heart smile just listening to you. <laughs> Like for eight years to repress that or to not know how to really talk about it and then to where you are now, like you just talk about it with such confidence and a sh like sureness about who you are and what you do. And I think that's so beautiful and I think Thank it's you. so inspiring. Like you just inspired the fuck out of me right there. <laughs> Why, thank you very much. And looking in it's on It's even that, that nervous laughter coming out right now. It still like, makes me feel though. That's but looking good. in on your process was like... I mean, it's such an honor, obviously, to watch that kind of evolve and watch your dialogue around it. Because I remember thinking that there was these conversations about I, I won't be accepted by other people, mm -hmm. you know, and we joke about it now. Like, I can't take ancestral clearing as a job to a dinner party with my at least my current circle. Of course, yeah. And um, the more we kind of dug in on that, it there was like, I, I can't even define it really. There was a moment at which... I remember looking at you and thinking um, it was never about other people and it was always about accepting yourself for whatever that was. And really, 100%. and when that switch went off for you, like she lit up, lit. Yeah. Yeah. Like Get out of the way. Kathy's coming. Right. <laughs> yeah. And one thing about words too, and I'm a, I'm a wordy obviously, but when you're channeling information, it's really just because you've, accepted it and you've accepted mm -hmm. yourself and you don't really need anyone else to validate it for you anymore and I think that you are just the walking talking practicing version of that evolution 
Thank you. Yeah, I love watching it. You know, I just totally forgot a funny story is, I'm going to say four or five years ago, I was thinking, okay, I need to leave my other job. I need to put this work into practice. But I was still not willing to do this job for what it was. So I'm thinking to myself, well, what can I do that, quote unquote, brings in money? And I can casually bring this up. <laughs> so I literally, girls, I called my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, where do you think if I take a waxing course, like, can I, you know, can I wax your bed? It's like, would you come to me? And she's like, what? So well, I need to get a business that everyone's aware of, right? I, I went to it. a hair school. I inter- interviewed at the hair school to be a hairdresser. Not because I want to be a hairdresser, but because I'm thinking, people will get me in my space for two or three hours, and I can casually bring this up. Like, what the fuck is that? Right? right? So you you so, wax yeah. you wax the hoo hoo yes. to get to the woo woo. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> Oh my god! Can you imagine? That's hysterical. What? I know. It's crazy. But that's awesome. Anyways, I'm in a much better place now. Have we never heard that story before? (laughs) I don't know. I was thinking about the other day, and I just came to me and thought, "Oh, I totally forgot that I even did that." I need to do more things like hair school. That's a new. That's a new speech now. Yeah, we need to go back into Anna's teacher training. I I took my stepmom with me. We went to all the hair schools and all the beauty salons. Oh yeah, it was a full thing. Wow. And all the forms. We're glad you didn't do that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Kathy, I want to thank you for introducing me to your work. Uh, I've had a lot of success with the forgiveness work and ancestral clearing, and I just want to take a moment to say thank you because it opened awesome. my life up to a whole different way of healing. Things that I had no idea that were still affecting me. Well, thank you for trusting me. Yes, absolutely. It's amazing the mantra work that you do, like the affirmation work, getting mm-hmm. to repeat like these positive words. That's the thing that I love and having that as like a daily practice, you and those little cards that you can take home. Like yep. Kathy gives you cards to take home so that you can practice at home. And I think it's just a great tool to have for people mm-hmm. who maybe aren't used to that type of work. Yeah, you know? something simple to take home. Something so simple to take home. Without, without me. Exactly, yeah. easy. So thank you for that. Because I've, I've had your, what, I'm going to say work done. <laughs> Not the wax. Not, Not the wax. The, the forgiveness. The forgiveness. <laughs> the forgiveness work. Well, Kathy, yeah. you have a workshop coming up on November 13th, which is I like do. a women's circle mm-hmm. to do this work as a group. Yeah. Um, which I'm definitely attending, by the way. Perfect. I'm not sure I paid you for that, but I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you at the 11th hour um, and show up. But yeah, I had um, work done by Kathy as well. And I'm so excited for kind of like the next iteration of that and really like digging deeper on it. Can you tell us a little bit about what it feels like for a client of yours to be walked through that process? I can. Uh, It's very different for every client that comes in, um, as it would be, because depending on someone's situation, um, their familiarity, maybe with spirituality or their connection to being in their body, it can look quite different. Um, ultimate goals are the same, but just the way we do it is different. So I would say in a sense, I really get you to be still, quiet, generally, I invite people to close their eyes and just really get into their body and see what they're feeling. And we generally guide the sessions based on what we feel in the body. So it's a, it's based on <clears throat> physical sensations. Would Definitely. Would that be accurate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of using, I would say the metaphysical links to what certain body parts are. Um, and letting the body actually guide us in the sessions. Um, yeah. Would you be interested in guiding us and our listeners through a woo-woo forgiveness session? Uh, right now? Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah. Sure. I, I will. I love I, that. I, I'm going to add this because I think it's important as well. When I, when Kathy was working with me initially, um, the first session, I had like severe right hand pain mm. for months. Like it was crippling me. I couldn't type. I couldn't like, and of course I'm in my mind. I'm like, this is obviously overuse of a cell phone. This is obviously, <laughs> this is a texting injury. You need to like cool it, Anna, and like chill on the social media. Um, I have not had hand pain since our session. I don't know if I've even reported that to you. Like it's no, do you know what's interesting? The funny thing is most people actually don't report that because it's no longer part fine. of what's yeah. happening with them. So they don't think, oh, this is much better because it's mm. it's just no longer in the realm of what they're even yeah, it considering. It has literally left my consciousness yeah. because it's not bothering me anymore. That and it was like severe pain. Like I could not type. And now it like I'm not lying to you at all. This is not <laughs> accurate. I have no pain. I didn't care to say that. <laughs> yeah, right. No, this is not a plug for Kathy, although it's it maybe sounding a bit like one. But um, yeah, I really, truly, that's a accurate report. I don't have pain there anymore. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. So cool. Not weird. Okay. It's not weird. It's not weird. It's science. <laughs> it's, it's not weird. It's, it's good. Um, so in terms of the clearing, do you guys have a specific topic you want it on or do we want it maybe just on owning something that's a little outside the box or I kind of like that. Cause we're the, talking about like limiting room. beliefs around being accepted for okay. yeah. spirituality. What if, yeah, let's Sounds do that. Good. Well, let's that's do a great that. one. Okay. So I'll invite everyone to close their eyes if you're comfortable. You don't have to, but if you're comfortable and just really get a really good sense of what it is that you are noticing in your body. Maybe do a little inventory from head to toe, how the head feels, the eyes, the jaw, neck, shoulders, and just going through the whole torso, hips, into the legs and feet. If you're aware of any sensation or tensions, just sort of put your um, thought, thoughts there and taking several deep breaths. Let's go with three nice, long, slow, deep breaths into the sensation that you're aware of. And I'm going to invite you to... Think about a time when you possibly struggled with owning something that is either in your business practice or in your personal life that's maybe a little outside of the box or outside of the box for you anyways. And just think about the, maybe the last time you've experienced that and what that felt like. If you were aware of any judgment of self or judgment from others, which of course is ultimately a judgment of self, um, aware of maybe the people that were involved when you felt that way. You can even go down as to even what you were wearing that day if you have a memory of that. And just get a sense of what's going on. What are you thinking to yourself in this situation? If you have a situation where you felt judged or maybe not good enough or just kind of weird and you weren't quite sure how you needed to deal with something. Either one, you were struggling with sharing something or you had shared it and it was feeling really uncomfortable. Just get a sense of where you feel that in your body. And I'm going to do a forgiveness clearing for that sensation. Let's go with the universe, all that you are, for all of us in this room, on the phone, listening to any of the replays. Please help us all to forgive each other, to forgive ourselves, to forgive all people, and all people to forgive us. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. For all time, we weren't listened to, honored, or respected and the times this was true of those in our ancestors. For the times we didn't feel we could own our power, and for the times we didn't feel heard when we did own our power, for the times we felt unsafe owning our power. Please help all of us in all of these situations and situations similar to these to forgive each other, to forgive ourselves, to forgive all people, 
and all people to forgive us. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. So sums us up. That was so wow. Yeah, thank you. You're Can welcome. we do you want to talk about what came up for you guys? Oh my teeth were just hurting. <laughs> yeah. Your teeth? Interesting. Oh, Kathy's like, oh uh oh. It's not a whole episode of that. So. <laughs> Did a memory come up for you, Anna? No. No. I was I was right in the physical sensation. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's great. What about for you, Mel? Nothing came up. I just felt a sense of feeling really relaxed which is nice perfect for me right now mm. Cool. Mm. I was yeah. clotheslined wow. in school by a girl who I told my aura story to like I, I could see her aura and the next day she clotheslined me mm. in the hallway like I was just walking down and, I, and it, that, that just brought me back to that time wow interesting yeah wow and a lot of forgiveness for for me for sharing that, and a lot of forgiveness for her for clotheslining yeah. me because that's a memory yeah. that's come up for me quite a bit. Yeah, so wow. thank you, Kathy. Significant. Yeah, You're thank welcome. you. It is. You've only just told me, and I'm not ready to forgive her yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's her name. <laughs> it's okay. I, I I ended up punching her in the face. Okay. <laughs> Was that like grade six, grade seven? Yeah, something like that. Uh, now we have two funny. more things to clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Can we do that one more time? Yeah. 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 Replay. Like, you know when you're, like uh, when you're younger and you have no idea how to like deal with your emotions, mm-hmm. and it's just like, you know, my aunt taught me. She was a police officer officer you know like if somebody punches you first that you are allowed to punch them back <laughs> you and <laughs> exactly. is, that, is that how we're closing out the show today oh my god <laughs> and i'm all about love right now and, you know i've never punched anybody since <laughs> Goodness. But yeah, if you would love to close, Kathy, and get me away from this topic. I would love to close. <laughs> love you. I was just thinking, actually, um, if anything came up for the listeners, maybe they could, if they're comfortable, they could leave it in the links or something like that, and maybe in a future episode we could address anything that came up if someone wants That's to. That's a great idea. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. So thank you so much for listening, Connections, and thank you again to our sponsor, Nude Vodka Soda. If you are still with us and have hung in till the end of this cast, you are officially connected. Head on over to unapologeticconnections.com to read more about us and put some names to faces. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us an honest review. Our agency stands for a lot of things, but most of all, real truth and real connection. So thank you for connecting with us. Until next week. Thank you, Kathy. Bye. Bye. Bye.